and Theon has stayed in third, 2-1-9-0. So there must be a rule against that that we can't win our own, <laughs> uh, our own competition. But hey, does it matter? It's good to get right. a better Melvin for once. <laughs> yep. So we will go to the big league scoring ranks. So I am in the furthest behind, so I'll go first. So I had a good week this week, 81 points, which takes me back up to 52nd. So I thought I was the top 50, but when the bonus updated... I am just outside it, but not too fast for that. So in goals, Clark, two points. Captain Tav, four. Fish, six. Kingsley, one. Fitzwater, six. Clarkson, seven. Moy, one. Catwell, 18. An impressive front three. Morales, 14. Furuhashi, 10. And Van Veen, 12. Like I said, they're 68, 65th back up to 52nd, so I'm happy with that. So, Tom, over to you. Um, I got a green arrow up to 14th. Um, I got 68 points this game week. I had George in goals for six, a back line of Egg and Riley for five. Tav got me two, Kingsley one. Field, I had Kelly for 10, Yota nothing, and Dando one. Up front, Captain Furuhashi got me 10, Vice Captain Van Veen 17, and the Duke got me 10 points. Okay, Don, over here. Uh, good stuff, yep. So I got a green arrow as well. So my score for the week was 77. I had George and goals for six, Strain for two, Captain Tav for four, Cochran one, Pollock eight, Tillman two, O'Hara 13, Cantwell 18, Miofsky one, Kyogo in the vice captaincy 10, and Van Veen 12. So that's 77. Global score is 2239. I was 15th last time we talked, and I'm now up to eighth. So top 10 material now. Good. How, how, how much are you off the top? Are you how close is it? Uh, I think it's about 30, 30 or 40 points. It's it's reachable. I've still got triple captain as well, so I could easily... I should have kept that quiet, Donnie. Okay. <laughs> easy get there, but that's what I was saying online. I think it's it's really close at the top this season. I think last um, year Barracuda run away with it, didn't he? He did, he did, yeah. he did tell it well. Nobody was going to get near him, but I think this time it is pretty close, like he said. And I believe yeah. he's threatening to go... Rogue next week try to catch up, so he's going to do some crazy <laughs> things. So that's good. It's interesting. It's, it's close, right? So we'll go with the results first. and come over to you, Tom. So this week we had Friday night game was Ross County nil Aberdeen one, and then they'll kick off Saturday. Hibs one Hearts nil, and then the normal kickoffs after that. Rangers five and on two. Motherwell one Dundee Dundee two. Livingston two St Johnson nil. That was the sacking of Callum Davidson after that. Another one gone, and then on Sunday we come on at one Celtic four. So over to you, Tom. Uh, okay, so first up, Ross County nil, Aberdeen won. It was Duke that scored with an assist from Claxon. Um, Duke was the only player in the Aberdeen side to have a shot on target, and lo and behold, he scored from it. Um, I think he's probably a must-have to the end of the season for me. Um, I could even see him scoring against Rangers this game week as well. Um, another clean sheet for Aberdeen. That is five out of the last six. 
Um, Pollock and Roos uh, are continuing to, to be good options as, as well. Um, County, um, probably still a no-go for me at the minute. Um, Simon Murray did hit the woodwork in this in this game. Um, he has had a couple of goals recently, but I think he's a massive punt. And given how well the sort of template front three have been doing at the minute, um, a, def, a definite no-go for me at, at the minute. Peter, what's your thoughts on this this game? Because I wasn't trying to distract you there, my, my camera was playing up. I seen you stop dead look at me, but I wasn't <laughs> playing up. That's his spine the cutting there, guys. Uh, the game, Aberdeen do look good value again. Tony mentioned last week on some run, and they still are. Uh, Ross County will go there quickly first. No, I'm not interested. I think Ross County is in that battle. He'll be taking punts going down there, so there's nobody interested there for me. Duke is the one, but I had Varelis this week, so... I kind of match Duke, so I'm not interested in bringing Duke in right now because I've got the front three of Morelles, Hyogo, and Van Veen. And it's basically a toss up of Morelles and Duke then for the, that spot for me right now. And as long as Morelles is kind of holding that spot, because I don't think quality made the bench system, was he on a squad, Tony, was he? Uh, no, he was injured. He's got a so, knock, so. Morelos looked a bit slimmer, I've seen as well, so I don't know if... He did, he did, I wasn't this big, he did look like he'd lost a few bit of weight. So, and he scored a couple of goals, so I'm thinking to myself, I just go Morelos now, he maybe is a bit differential. Do I trust Morelos to outscore Duke to the end of the season? I, I, there's not much in it, I suppose, I think, I suppose, but I, it would require a couple of transfers to do that, so I don't know if I'll hold it out. Why Morelos is a bit of hot form... Okay, but I don't this game to get in Duke. I think Aberdeen defence as well was fantastic. They held up. Had seven points for Clarkson off the bench, so he returned as well. We'll talk about those cheap midfield enablers. He's the other one. My only thing about Aberdeen on the back is the split, and then they're playing the top teams. And I know they're playing well. And probably got a better picture this weekend than the Play Rangers, because that probably be a, a see where they actually are under Robson, if they're capable of doing any sort of damage or playing a, at least laying a glove on somebody. So that's one to watch for me. Yep. Donny? Yeah, I'll try not to big up Aberdeen too much this week because we do play them on Sunday, which is always a hotly contested fixture up here. But it is six wins out of six and five clean sheets. So you think about the team that lost to Darvell in the Cup. They've not really made that many changes, but here they are, um, comfortably now in third place. Every week, um, I look at Mioski and my team and I think this is the week he's going to get the returns and every week I'm let down. So that's the one change that I probably will look at this weekend is taking Miofsky out. Maybe not for Duke, just because of the fixture, but it's some, you know, I could always end up on Duke afterwards. Uh, Ross County, I think they're now in a dogfight to avoid relegation. They're the lowest scoring team in the league. Um, and that's always going to make things difficult when you need points. As Peter said, Aberdeen have now got a run of six games, which will include three against the old firms, so two against Rangers and one against Celtics. That's 50% of their fixtures where, well, certainly clean sheets will be an issue, you know, whether attacking returns is um, there, don't know. I think if you have Duke in your team, I would keep him. If you don't, uh, I mean, there probably will be goals this weekend, but he's not one I would go to immediately. I'd wait to get this fixture out of the way and then see how the, the split lies. But another good win for Aberdeen. Yep. Uh, up next then, the uh, first Saturday fixture is Hibs 1, Hearts nil. Uh, Nisbet scored for Hibs with an assist from Paul Hanlon. 
Um, looking at the stats, both Shankland and Ellie Ewan had a couple of shots on target. Perhaps these two can return to form. For Hearts, I'd, I think they're a void until we actually do see some form. I, I think they probably will do, but I, I won't be rushing to any Hearts assets until the, we start to see a, a spark there. Um, I'm not entirely convinced by Hibbs. Um, I, I mean, I, I was I was happy to, to see the clean sheet, having kept a hold of Egan Riley. Um, and they do play St. Johnston next, so perhaps there's going to be some some goals there. I think for me, Egan Riley's a, a hold, and I'd, I'd say that's probably going to be the case for all his, Hibs assets, given the, the upcoming fixture. However, I wouldn't look to, to add. Um, and then after that, it's the split where they're going to be playing the top half again, so things may start to get a bit more tricky, but um, for, the, for the time being, they're looking okay. Donnie, I'll come to you first this time. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a disastrous <coughs> result for Hearts. Reading was going to spur them on after their recent run. Uh, a derby fixture would have been uh, one thing, but they've now lost five out of five. and They're the worst team out of the 12 at the moment, uh, in form-wise. So I, would be, I wouldn't have any Hearts assets in my team, either now or going into the split. I think they're probably a team that you can target um, in that respect. Hibs have got a, a must-win game against St Johnston to stay in the top six, and, and that win will give them confidence. I think Nisbet is the type of player you could maybe just take a one-week punt on. So for me, trying to get rid of Miofsky, if I went to Nisbet, you know, I've got a fighting chance of getting returns there, and then maybe when the split comes into play, I can change it again. So I think there's definitely value in the Hibs team, but Hearts have a, a hard avoid um, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Peter, what's your thoughts on this game? Watch this game down in the club with a few happy highways, a few upset jambos. So I thought I was absolutely what I was watching when I was paying attention. I thought I was absolutely bossed them. I know these games tend to be quite boring normally, these games, and Hearts normally seem to always win, but I have the real value for it. We did mention last week Hearts could be one to target uh, at post split, as in teams get against them. I'll give them one more week because they're playing Ross County at home. So this is my one week chance where I've got two players on the team, and that's my. Let's see if Naismith can get a manager bounce out of him. And if there's nothing, no signs of life after next week, then it'll be a avoid at all costs. Hibs a game. And, I mean, I had Fish, who is a decent centre-back on paper. Maybe not get the points turns all the time. I've no rush to get him down, and if the bottom of the rush to get him down, that would be my, my take. I like Donnie shooting this bit for the one-week punt, because I believe, as you said, they have to win this game with guaranteed top six. And Nisbet also has that kind of caveat of I think he's really trying to force move in the summer, so he's going to look finish season strong. So that's kind of could be a nice beat. differential punt if it comes off. We'll probably see you rise in the ranks. Yep. Um, our next game then we have Livingston two St Johnston nil. Uh, Newbly scored with an assist from Bruce Anderson, and the second goal was from Stephen Kelly. I'll just get out of the way. St Johnston are complete avoid just now, and um, for Livingston they seem to spring to life this fixture. Um, and a top half finish is still on the table for them, depending on how uh, other games go this upcoming game week. Um, they do face Dundee United next, who they've managed to, to lift themselves to safety for now. However, they'll be looking to, to to keep it that way. And Livingston at home haven't been the sort of consistent returns of clean sheets, but they managed to keep a clean sheet in this game as well. However, it is St. Johnston, so let's not get too excited. Um, the game against Dundee United is away from home this weekend, so I think that will be a bit tougher for them. Um, but 
Dundee United are down at the bottom of the table for a reason. So I've not managed to get rid of the Livingston assets I said I was going to get rid of a while back just because I had other fires to put out. So I will probably hold on to them for the for, for this game um, and see how th- things go post-split. Um, how are you feeling about Livingston, Peter? Did you have Kelly off the bench, Tom? I did, yes. Yeah, so you looked out, something's just hold on. That's <laughs> Fitzwater. I knew it was coming, I could sense it in the water. I was at myself looking at the players. I'll play Fitzwater because I thought St Johnston were really poor and it worked out. And obviously, the best trick worked for you as well that way. I don't trust them going forward. Livingston, really, they're going to be patchy, but they will get that one result here and there for you. It's just whether you luck out and either start them or get a bench trick. St. Johnson has a complete avoid. They've been dragged in this. They've actually well cleared this relegation battle. They've been dragged right in it. Obviously, now they've sacked their manager. So we're waiting to see what happens there. I believe they said there's no rush to replace them. So I think they're just going to try and get through to the end of the season. Hopefully stay up where they can add the bonus, maybe a fresh set eyes coach, whatever they're doing, and then they'll go for there. So again, this probably means more for Livingston this week. Well, they'll try because if they top six a lot of money into it, and there's a lot of there's several hundred, not hundred thousand, several tens of thousand pound difference in placing. So interesting game week. I still fancy Livingston. And again, if you've got off your best trick player, maybe keep a hold of him, make it lucky. St. John's is a, a complete avoid. Yep. Tony, anything to add there? No, not really. This is what you get from Livingston. They're probably a, a one in four, one in five team that every now and again they'll get gold and clean sheets. And you know, with six games left, you probably get maybe two more clean sheets out of that team. Which for me, I've got the goalkeeper, um, so it's nice to get returns there. Uh, can only repeat what you were both saying about St Johnston. They're absolutely dead in the water. Um, Bangladesh, enough, I think they've maybe just got enough points. Um, to keep themselves clear, they're five points ahead of Ross County. Sometimes that's just enough at the bottom because three points is hard to come by um, in that bottom six. So they might just scrape it, um, but certainly no value in terms of fantasy football. Livingston, yeah, a lot of folk have locked out with Kelly um, and a defender that you keep on the bench. Um, so good result for them. I don't think I I thought they might make the top six, but the Hibs beating Hearts are now favour towards Hibs. I think Hibs will get that last space. Yep. Um our next <laughs> game then we've got Motherwell one, Dundee United two. Uh for Motherwell it was Van Veen. Uh, for Dundee United, Niskanen scored with an assist from Ian Harks and McGrath scored a penalty, which was won by Stephen Fletcher. Uh Van Veen been in great form recently. He had a whopping nine shots in this game with six on target and missed two big chances. And for me, he's a must-have. Um, Motherwell uh, seems to be definitely in the, the bottom half and it's very tight between the bottom four. I think they'll want to maintain momentum for the time being just so they're not dragged into the, the, the relegation fight there. Um, and I think they seem to be well-equipped to do that just now. Um, in terms of Dundee United, uh, they're, they're starting to battle. Um I'd probably stand by what I said last week. If you're if you're looking to dabble in Dundee United players and Fletcher and McGrath, seem to be the the, the targets to go for. Obviously, the the latter being on penalties. Um, Fletcher's difficult one because you're probably not going to have him instead of um, Duke Van Veen um, or Kyogo or um, Morelos at the minute. So he's a difficult one to to, to fit in there. But we'll we'll see how. Uh, Things go for Aberdeen um, post-split. Maybe Duke might be one, the one to come out, but something to keep an eye on there, definitely. 
Um, Peter, come to you first this time. Uh, I don't think they're starting to rally, I suppose. I think we didn't, we didn't really expect that, but they've done okay and they're off at the bottom, so they're an interesting look for the split. I mean, who have they got this weekend? Who have they got? Livingston. Livingston, right. So if they can tell you the form and if they, even they get a point of that game and you're thinking, right, maybe there is a player or two there, you can maybe go for differential to change it a wee bit. In the bottom six, the treatment of Rally's well, and they're good. I thought they were going to just sink the last stone, another good one, but the treatment of Rally's well. But with Motherwell, uh, I knew it was going to happen. We tipped them last week, treble up, bang, bang, bang. What happens? Apart from Van Veen, the other two are quiet. Still stand by that, by the way. I think they still will come good. I think it's still worth it in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. I would probably delay it another week this week if you're thinking about it, though, because they've got Celtic. So. Spittle could be a good shout if you want to have them on the bench but I would probably avoid uh, Max Johnson this week and just hold off mm-hmm. uh, I still I, I not much to say <laughs> we kind of don't, don't, uh, say don't, don't buy don't buy don't buy but they've slowly but surely came around and Motherwell I still believe we were right last week Treble is still viable but I would wait to the split and then take it for there because if Motherwell drop points this week then maybe the bubble is burst and you need to start looking elsewhere but mm-hmm. I think it's a one-off game where I just don't need to fight for it and when you watch a game, it could have went kind of both ways. There wasn't really much that Mother were kind of unlocking some. There was a lot of chances at both ends of the pitch. Yep. Donny, would you agree? Yes, yeah, so it's back-to-back wins for Dundee United and it's a Motherwell team that has been impressive. So, good win. You know, he's got something right this season. Um, I think he does have a chance of, of keeping them out of that bottom two. As I say, scoring goals is always going to be a, a good thing. Um, and they're certainly doing that at the moment. So there will be there will be viable options in the in the bottom six. It's just whether you pick the right ones. As Peter said, I think the Motherwell team, you know, probably everyone's on Van Veen now. Um having seen his goal scoring run, Spitland Johnston when the names were mentioned last week, I think again they both offer value. But um I wouldn't be too against bringing in a United player. Um, just see how the fixture run goes for them, but certainly a good win for them. Yep. Um, next game, then we've got Rangers five, Saint Mirren two. Um, first goal for Rangers was Cantwell with an assist from Tav, Sakala with an assist from Barisic, Morelos uh, Brace with assists from Cantel, Cantwell, and Matondo. Um, and then the fifth goal was Arfield with an assist from Cantwell. Uh, Taveria missed a penalty. Um, St Mirren's um, penalty taker scored a brace O'Hara with the two goals there uh, Campbell's probably the, the standout in this game with one goal and two assists um, Morelos has bagged a, a, a brace and uh, with without Cholak in the squad obviously Donny said he's got a, a knock though, so his uh, his position looks safe um, maybe even if it is just for the, the short term uh, however um, Rangers defence do look fragile Um for going ahead, I think it's probably a tab only for me. Um, and then looking amongst the attackers for the, the other two Rangers slots in your team. Um, for St Mirren, um, O'Hara just seems to be on a great run of form. Um, he's returned, I think, the last six or seven game weeks. Um, I don't know how much he is. I, I must have at the minute. I think St Mirren may start to sort of cool off a wee bit post-split, if, particularly if they finish top six. Um which is, is looking likely. Um, 
Strain has been quiet recently. There's, there's, uh, I'm in no rush to bring him back, but um, O'Hara is probably one of the ones to have, even if it is just a, another short, sort of short-term move as well. Um, what's your thoughts on this one, Donny? Didn't feel like here. a didn't feel like a seven-goal thriller when it was two-two after eighty minutes, but they got the job done in the end. I think Rangers' problem at the moment is uh, without Goldson, the defence really is fragile. Uh, and we've seen that in the last few games. So my transfer decision this week was to bring in a Rangers player, and it was either going to be Cantwell or Barisic. I just felt with the absence of Goldson and the Aberdeen game coming up, that I would go for Cantwell. And, well, I couldn't have struck out any better if I tried um, with his performance. So, no, it was a good team performance. As I say, we got there in the end, but the defence really is leaky. Um, Tav unable to make it one-on-one goals. So those who captained elsewhere... Um, would have done well out of that. Um, that's just the way it goes. Morelos, Peter's got Morelos. I think if you've got him in your team, he's the type of player that'll be hot or cold. You know, he'll either get the brace or he'll get nothing. Uh, if I had him in my team, I would probably keep him. I might not reach out to get him um, with the, the players that I've got. Um, O'Hara, he's not a must-have, but um, you know, I've had him in my team for the last few weeks, and that's why I've done so well. Um, overall, but if you've got him, you're certainly not going to get rid of him. Um, he'll have been on my bench for the last three or four weeks, and he's consistently come off with uh, double-figure returns, and that was the case um, in this match. You know, pretty good goals at the end of the day. He's known more for taking the penalties, but they were, they were good, both good goals. I think the Rangers, I think certainly Tav, and then it's going to be one of either Tillman, Cantwell, Barisic, Morelos, you know, take your pick, but Again, coming towards the end of the season, maybe not so much to play for. There's going to be an old farm. There's going to be Aberdeen away. You know, he might rotate. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. But certainly a good win. Some good points to be had if you're on Cantwell. Um, and yeah, that was it. Enjoyed it. Yep. Peter, nice to add there. Oh, happy Morelos. That's a, Morelos scored three goals in two weeks, Tony. So that's, he's done well. Nah, that's not what he said there. <laughs> uh, when I seen the, I checked the actual score. It was two each. I, mean, I looked, the Rangers might drop points, and then I actually saw the the point score. I was like, "Here's Dory landing on his feet again." The two goal scorers. <laughs> I was, I just, but then that's what I'm. Mark Mark Ahara is a really good asset to have for your bench trick. He's returned yeah. really well the last few weeks. As Dory says, he's now just it's not just penalties. He's doing other stuff. So it's like. If you look, names always mentioned, we always mentioned like O'Hara, Spittle, Clarkson, Armstrong. I mean, there's, there's no probably one who's more hotter than O'Hara. My only thing is that he's a top six player, he can play the better teams again. So you're at the risk of can he keep that form up? I don't know if he can. We're still playing for Europe, Tom, so I don't know if he'll cool off because, again, if they finish fourth, that's into Europe and that could be a lot of money from a game. So I think we'll still push for it. The Rangers of defence, Donny agrees either. Coulson's also a big miss. It just looked like a, they're down a level defensively, though. I don't know if that would have stopped one of the Makahara's goals. The defensive was just like a, a thunder bastard with a goal, This it? was good, and that was it. Yeah. Tav <laughs> on his rare missed penalties. Uh, what do you do? Uh, it's it's going to happen so often. You've got to take the. You take more runs for that when you do losses, so he's just stuck it up going with it. Mirellis, like I said, you mentioned the, the players, the, the names I was talking about that we should go for, and I totally agree. I wouldn't really add any more to that. It's going to be a case of everybody's going to have to have. If you want fancy Barisic for potential clean sheets and 
attack returns. Tillman, Cantwell, I've got Cantwell and Morelis, and I'm quite happy with the three I've got right now for the end of the season, and I'm, I don't see me changing it unless Morelis' uh, position's under a bit of threat. I think that's the three I'm happy to stick with at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our last fixture then, uh, Kilmarnock 1, Celtic 4. Uh, Kilmarnock's goal came from Liam Donnelly. For Celtic, it was Kyogo. Then Maeda with an assist from uh, Johnston. Matt O'Reilly with an assist from Greg Taylor. And Matt O'Reilly got the, the fourth one as well. Um, Kyogo missed a penalty, um, but still managed to get the, the two bonus points. All this happened in the the, the first half. The, the second half was was a bit quieter. Um, looking at the start in 11s, there was no Yota and no Carter Vickers. I'm hearing that they didn't want to be risked on the, the plastic pitch. So chances are they're, they're going to be back next uh, week. So just keep an eye on team news there. Um Kyogo only played the first half, but I still think he is a a, a must-have. Um, he could have got two goals um, had he not missed the penalty, and obviously in with the bonus as well after only 45 minutes. So um, looking to keep a hold of there. Um, Moy was benched in this game and uh, failed to make any returns. I don't know if the the Moy situation is starting to to cool off. I'll be interested to hear what what, what you guys are thinking. Peter, I'll, I'll come to you first. I'll start with Kamarnock first. That's probably one of the, the most com- comedic, the worst defending displays I've saw on a team in the first half of football. Every tackle, every ball, it's like they didn't know what they were doing. It was keystone cock type stuff. Every header was out to a Celtic player. Every tackle was the wrong place. The goalkeeper panned things out. It was terrible. So it was like shooting fish in a barrel for Celtic. Celtic situation, Kyogo think obviously played the first half. I think that was a total nod to doing uh, oh, a favour because Clinton was in the stand and there were 4-1 up so I think it was a case of just a lot of guys setting half these national coaches there the Moy situation is I think now a wee bit worrying he had this kind of form up to the World Cup I believe where he was kind of slow slowly back up to speed World Cup came, came back and he was flying and that's when he was also hitting these points penalty taker blah 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 excellent he had an injury no longer and I feel it's taken him longer to come back for it and to coincide with that, we now have O'Reilly who's been back in form, Awata's now sniffing about the team, and Atati's coming a bit back into the team. So we don't see team news next week, but I've got a funny feeling it could be now Moy could be now dropping back down the pecking order again. So just be wary going forward if O'Reilly's in form and Awata's looking good off the bench and Atati's fit. And if Moy's not up to speed, then I can see him quickly getting his minutes managed back on the bench for the last half hour again. So that's just one I'm, I'm worried about. Apart from that, the Jota situation is just, there's no injuries, it's Jota and Vickers. I think it's more, as you say, the pitch, at risk of injury. And it worked out for me this week because I get fish points off the off the bench. So I can't complain. I think we're back in the team next week, so I wouldn't worry about that. Don't be making rash decisions about getting rid of these players because they're still going to be first choice in their back fit. Mm-hmm. Donnie, anything to add there? No, not really. It was a, a walk in the park for Celtic. Um, a team that moans about not getting enough penalties and then they get one and miss it. So, um, just as <laughs> served there. Just <laughs> a bad weekend for penalties. Uh, I have Vickers and Jota. Um, so, straight away, I was looking at my bench to see what I had. But uh, I was quite happy when uh, Kilmarnock scored because it just kind of cancelled out those clean sheet points for the rest of the Celtic defence. So, that was always pleasing. Um, I think Kelly is a team target in the bottom six. Um, they are bang out of form. They can't win away from home. Obviously, ship goals. So 
Um, that's the fixtures that you want to target, and it's just a routine win for Celtic. Um, you know, comfortable at half time, and then make the changes. So you're probably going to be all right with the Celtic players that you have. Uh, if you do have Moy, there's plenty of other options. Um, and yeah, nothing else to add. Um, we'll just uh, conclude then with the top ten for the game week. Um, coming at first was Cantwell with 18 points. O'Reilly with 16 was in second. Um, Morelos, 14 points. O'Hara, 13. Van Veen, 12. Uh, Greg Taylor got 11. Nubley got 11. Stephen Kelly, 10. Duke got 10. And Nisbet got 10. Um, in terms of positions, no goalkeepers, one defender, four mids and five forwards. So, um, I don't think there's too much to report on there. I think we're all well familiar with, with, with all of those players. Um, have you guys got anything to add to that one? I had three of them and two of them. I would probably deem still differential at this point. So I was happy with that. Catmull Morellas, I think. I think people up on Catmull, but not as many as should be on them, basically. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And definitely, definitely some good value there. Um, it's, it's these bench trick players. Um, if they hit... Uh, and you've got them, then you're going to make gains. Um, so it's just getting the right ones. We obviously don't have wild cards to to go into um, ahead of the split. So you know you're just going to have to beat your transfers wisely and, and think where the value is and just take a punt. You know, go big or go home. Yep. Right, Donny, over to you for Donny Dive. It's a player this week, so yep. We'll he has been mentioned on. already. So hopefully you were, you were paying attention. We'll see how we get on. So the idea of this down by a player that is currently being overlooked, low ownership, um, it is a recommendation. Uh, I did have Cantwell um, as a player a few weeks ago. I've had some good success in these. So this week's player is 0.2% owned, which makes him the 304th top owned player in the game. That is down there with Stephen Davis and Robbie McCrory who's not even played a game this season. So I, I'm not really sure how that works out. Um, so I definitely think there's value in this in this guy. He's played 26 games at an average of 78.3 minutes. He's got 97 points at an average of 3.7 points per game, which I think is a bit misleading when we, we go into a bit more detail. Uh, five goals, three assists and 12 bonus points. He's priced at 4.8 million. And as an extra clue, he is a midfielder with a decent fantasy history behind him. Any guesses, Peter? Put me in the spot there. Decent fantasy history behind him. So he's been in the game for longer than one season. Yeah. It's not the same club. Can I cheat and ask questions at the same club? Uh, nope, he's at a different club now. <laughs> oh. I've absolutely no idea. I'm be taking a total stab at that. Okay, Tom, anything there that's yeah, 0.2%. I am surprised. Well, I think about that. Midfield's always been pretty good. People always go for yeah. like two Celtic, two Rangers, and then no- notoriously a bench trick sometimes. So that's like... McGrath. Oh, he's got it. Nice one. Right <laughs> nowhere. Well, well done, Tom. Right nowhere. Jamie, Jamie McGrath uh, for, for Dundee United. Um, so, yeah, the, the ownership was, was really strange. And, uh, you know, scrolling down and seeing that he's down with Robbie McCrory, who's not played a game, who's just 
you know, maybe with those sleeper teams, you know, that's the reason why. But I think um, given United's recent form, uh, I think he is a player that is doing well. He's averaged nearly six points in his last six games. Um, so there's definite value there. And while United are in the bottom six, they will have favourable fixtures. Um, and they still need a few more points to ensure safety. So they'll be competitive games. Uh, he is on penalties, which was something that was mentioned in the dive. I, I tried not to mention him when we were talking about the United game because I knew I was going to uh, be talking about him here. But he is a risky pick because midfield, there are a lot of options. Uh, I think if I was on a wild card, he is certainly one that I would look. You know, you've got Armstrong at Killy, um not doing that well. If you had him, it would be a viable switch there. So I think there is value, but as I say, it's not without risks. So the differential this week, Jamie McGrath, 4.8 million, uh, Dundee United midfielder. Any thoughts on that one then, Peter, now that you know who it is? I think it's clearly for the team he plays for why he's not in so many teams. Yeah. The form is terrible up until recently, so why would you have him in your team? I don't remember him standing out having mega returns compared to your Spittle, Armstrong, Clarkson, O'Hara, so it probably makes sense. Everybody's engaged, he's not going to have him in their team, but then it is, like you say, wanting to give it going forward, especially if, if they get three homes and two aways in the split, that's could be a nice wee taste differential. Yeah, I think it's 23 points in his last four games and nearly 36 in his last six. So he's definitely come on a patch. When you think he's had 97 all season, you know, a third of that has probably just been in the last uh, few games. Tom, anything to add on that? Yeah, yeah, I was actually considering bringing him in for this weekend. There you um, go. He's on penalties. I think there is some signs of life that Dundee United, um, something's starting to, to work for them and they're probably going to have something to play for Every week. If not till the if yeah, not till the very end of the good. season, yeah, then definitely. it's probably going to be at least till the, the second last game week of the season, I yeah. think, given how tight it is at the bottom. So I think there's always going to be motivation there. Plus he's on penalties and um given some of the, the penalty calls and the VAR calls, he's he's probably going to get at least another couple of goals before the end of the season, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've definitely got competitive fixtures. Uh, in that bottom half, so we'll see how that one goes. So good to see it's got the scout seal of approval. <laughs> I will do a dive next week on on the split. We obviously don't know where, how it's going to pan out yet, but once I know, I'll look at it in a bit more detail and, and keep you all posted. Good. So that's his podcast recommendation. So can't well enjoy <laughs> bring in my graph. <laughs> right. We don't have any questions this week, so we're going to fixtures first, then we'll make a transfer plan, and then we'll do the cup draw, and we'll be off here. Right. So game week thirty two, probably slash game week thirty three, it because maybe we kind of messed up our. It's 20, I know it's game week thirty two. It was actually week thirty three, but it's called game week thirty two on the line anyway. So six games. We have one early kickoff against. You've only get one team, two teams news, and that's it. Hearts Ross County early kickoff Saturday. Then after that we have St Mirren, Kilmarnock, St Johnson, Hibs, Dundee Livingston, Celtic Motherwell, and then Sunday games Aberdeen versus Rangers. So upon hearing those fixtures, Donnie, what are your captain, vice captain, and transfer plans going forward? So my transfer plan is probably to get rid of Miowski and bring in Nisbet. Um, watch me off scale on wild at the weekend now um, but captaincy, vice captaincy I think I will stick with Tav Kyogo it has served well Rangers defence will be a risk uh, against Aberdeen but the penalty chances are uh, are going to be favourable I would have thought in that game so I think I will go Tav Kyogo and bring in this bit as a punt Okay 
Tom, what's your thoughts for the game at your head? Um, I've got two transfers, so I'm considering Ginelli and Danda out and Cantwell and either O'Hara or McGrath in. Um, probably decide closer to the time. Um, in terms of captain and vice-captain, um, I, I think it's a, a, a tricky one this week because I'm not convinced Rangers are going to get the clean sheet. So yeah. I don't know about Captain Tab this week. I think maybe Captain Cantwell and Vice-Captain Kyogo could be an option. Or, um, I, I, I think that's probably the, the option I would go for. Mm-hmm. I'm still on Captain Tav, Kyogo right now, but it's the reason I say that is because whenever I see teams play half-decent, they go, right, that team's okay, they might do damage against Celtic Rangers, but then when they do play the Rangers, they don't do damage because they're that far ahead, so the only thing I've got back in my head is Aberdeen normally do turn up against Rangers and Duke's on fire, so the clean sheet could be gone, so you're relying on Tavernier's attack returns or getting a penalty. I know the penalty's probably a sure thing, but I don't know about the, <laughs> <laughs> about the attack returns. So it is one of the things, it is a, but then you, you don't captain Tav this week and then all of a sudden I has two returns and a clean sheet and you're like well it's my own fault for not captaining him so it's the only thing I'm for transfer wise I'm probably going to hold this week so that I have two going into the split because even though it was kind of I've got three Celtic Rangers so that takes care of itself I've got two hearts against Ross County at home which I think is quite poor so I can hold that I've got Fish versus Hibs against St Johnson I think that's so I think they could be easily a clean sheet there. Strain Kilmarnock at home, Kilmarnock's poor, and Fitzwater versus Dundee United, the other one. I mean, so I think I can get away with one week. It's a defensive week, kind of sort, and then I will have two next week. No, they definitely bottom and top split, and then I can take it there, get into the split. Only thing I would say there, if I see Hearts team news and Kingsley's completely dropped out of the team or on the bench, I'd probably will replace him because we split of a very strict player that's not playing, and that's it. Right, so we're going to do the cup draw. So I'm going to talk through the cup first and explain to people first, and then we'll uh, talk through it. It's closed, so don't text me after this podcast as we're entering, because now it is closed. You've had five, six weeks me telling you about it. It's done. We have 48 entrants, so anyway, a bit of financial, eh, financial, mathematical now, so no, that's not an even number for a cup draw. So the way it's going to work is 48 teams, so obviously that'll split to 24 teams, they're not split to 12 teams. So when it's split to 12 teams, four lucky losers come back in with a high score that week to make up to 16. And then after that, 16, 8, 4, 2, I don't want to. So the first two rounds will be random draws because it's quite a lot of teams, so we'll do the random draw on a podcast. When it gets to the last 16, we'll do the draw then, but once it's drawn, it's like, that's the order of the draw. So for example, Donnie, if you're first out the last 16... And Tom, you're last out the last 16, and he's both all in your games, he's can't meet to the final. That make perfect sense? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first two rounds will be random, just to make it well, up. And after, that, we'll go, yeah. we'll, after that, I'll just be a case of list of 16, end of the get to the final. So the same as last, the last two previous seasons, actually. So it's points gets you through, and it was a draw on points, which is very rare because it's new point scoring system. It goes to many goal scorers on your team. If they're still draw after that, it goes to many assist in your team if it's a draw after that it goes to how many players you have in your 11 from the bottom 6 and if you're still drawn after that which never happened yet it'll just be a total flip of the coin electronic online and that's it I've not got to that stage before so I don't think it'll happen again but there we go so this is the very first cup so 
We do have two previous winners in this. We have... Where is he? Someone if I can find his name. Skush. 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 2605 was the first champion and Barracuda champion last year. So this is the third version of this trophy. So we're all going for it. So, Tom and Donny, who wants to go home? Who wants to go away? I'll go home, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah. What do you away then? Right, so it's 48 teams. 48, 48, aye, 48 managers, 48 teams. So, number 1 to 48, I'll shoot the name out. If you repeat a number, I will not say it on the podcast. I'll just close it out. I'll just quote the number beneath it. So if you said 41 at the start of the pod, eh, that's not him. If you said 41, Donny, at the start, and then Tom's is 41, like 15 picks later, I'm just going to the first number underneath that has not been picked yet, and that's all I'll do okay. I'll keep it smooth, and not have to worry about it. And he's only worried about taking loads of numbers if you think I've made a mistake. Right, I'm going to try to do like a wee thing where <laughs> if there's something about the person's player, I'll go, oh, this person's won the cup, blah, 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 blah. But we'll see. <laughs> I've had one of your patience after about four or five names. Yes. Are you so, ready? Donny, 1 to 48, you go first. I will pick 35. Fine. That is Swanee. So Swanee was the founding member of Half Hour, Fantasy, Half Hour Podcast before he, he left in a big cuff. <laughs> Tom? Um, 14. 14 is... Swigs31, who is a guy who plays in the work league. And 48. Fitbapod John, officer of the Fitbapod podcast. Tom? <laughs> uh, seven. Seven is Billy McCallum, 01, of Billy of the car, Macaravan, friend who plays it. Great, number 10. Is yourself, Tony? Hey. Uh, 33. Is Moana Rambo, who I believe is a new Bangladesh player who is trying to get the game, so he's got a big fish in his first round draw. Good luck, Moana Rambo. Yeah. Uh, 13. Andrew M seven six one five nine oh six nine, I believe, coming under the name Humble Woodcutter. What's his name on Twitter? Uh, number five. Andy Penman. Okay, we'll go number sixteen. Hoofball Pod Ben. Hoofball Podcast Ben. Um, forty six. Same C97, another one that plays in the work. Okay. Uh, 34. Me, Pedro. Uh, 21. Deke Hutton, 76. Some guy on Twitter who I've never heard of before. Good luck, Deke. <laughs> uh, 28. Darren Snedden, underscore. Um, 23. Is Liam Murphy, 76. 41. Hugh Wardrobe, that's Hugh the Caravan Friend. 
Uh, 40. Up the battle, Hughes. Hoofball pod, Hugh. Okay. Uh, we will go number one. Chris Norwood, 13. Uh, number 15. Ash Nairn, 88. Okay. Uh, number 43. Sutty Show. Sutty has famously been the bridesmaid about three <laughs> or four times in these cups. Another one won yet, maybe this is his year. And it is by half check. I think he came second or third about three or four times at all these seven or different cups. Tom? Number nine. C1 underscore AB3. You know who he is. <laughs> uh, 41 Beyond the Pale 22 Melvino 1968 45 Hoofball Pod Hamish that's the last of the Pod guys out Three. Steph Ball and Golly, who's a player at the caravan. Uh, number twenty. Josh Mack underscore oh five. So that's Josh plays the game on the podcast before. Uh thirty-seven. Middlebank Thistle FC. Josh is playing a full football team. I'll be hard on that one. <laughs> uh, 25. Theon, 1964, 64, 64. So I believe that's Theon. It's third in their own league. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good one. Uh, number two. Ewan, RFC, 83. Okay, good one. Uh, number 44. Peden 92. Uh, 45. Smith 67, Aiden. Okay, number four. Scott Prem Fantasy. So that is the reigning right the Rumble champion and reigning, well not reigning, he's currently leading yeah. the game. Uh, 18. Gavin three eight three two two one oh one. We that's Gavin the Hearts fan will remember playing his name. Well yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Uh, nineteen. Uh, Gavin Nineteen. Semper Vivi one two three four. That's a caravan player. Uh, twenty four. Fitpod Scoby. So that's the last one. Fitpod pod guys out as well. Okay, thirty eight. J. Heron, 1999. He plays in the work. Uh, 47. It's yourself, Tom. Mm. Uh, 27. Cami, 37. Uh, number six. Blades Attack. I believe they're both quite high in the league, so that should be another big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number 30. 
O'Byrne, 89? Uh, 26. Up, Shank. Two A's and Shank. Okay, number 11. Tosh Iba, 1888. Number, please note. Uh, 39. Is the FPL General. Number 31. Skush, 2605, so the very first champion. Uh, number 8. Craig Dons, 32. Number 12. John Easton? Uh, 36. Tariq Sonny? Number 17. Second last, and the champion, Barracuda? Uh, 42. Is Billy Hathaway another? Two that are highly ranked, I believe. So there you go. So that concludes the draw. 48 teams. I will post this online later this evening so you can see your team. Not always guys have got Twitter accounts, so it's just a case of, as usual, I'll get a photo of the screenshot and that's it. Uh, anyone stand out? I don't think, I don't think there's really many big hitters. They managed to avoid each other, didn't they? Yeah, there wasn't too many there that I'd recognised as head-to-heads. But Fion... Have- and Ewan, Harris-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-Dunn-Hill-D